0: Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on SiriusXM Stars Channel One Hundred and Nine. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at ten a.m. Pacific, one p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info.
1: Buzz you later. You're tuning into the online broadcast network AfterBuzz TV. Over twenty million weekly downloads in over one hundred and fifty countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs>
2: Let
0: the buzz begin! Hey! Welcome, Castle fans, to this recap of Season 8, Episode 13 of Castle! And justice for all. <laughs> I'm JJ Snyder. Thanks for joining us, guys. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you for giving us a thumbs up and also adding your comments. And uh, if you're listening on SoundCloud well, uh, or iTunes, for that matter, thank you for being there and <laughs> give us a thumbs up. That was my voiceover voice. Your sexy voiceover voice. Yes. And this is my co-host, <laughs>
2: LaCretia. Thanks for joining us. All right. Well, I'm happy to be here and discuss and justice for all which the title was kind of uh, misleading a little bit. But I did love it. And of course, you guys can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N all over the internet. Hey, spell it right if you're going to do it, right? (laughs) My friend Lucretia Ryan. Lion. <laughs>
0: Excuse me. That would me. be way more normal, right? <laughs> L- Lucretia Ryan. That would, Yeah, no. that would be a different direction. No, but we got the lion over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm J2 Snyder on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, and Justice for All mm-hmm. is the title of the episode, and it's a very patriotic-themed episode in retrospect
2: right yeah I really like that there was these people learning English and stuff like that but I you know with that title I was just expecting like Jack Nicholson Tom Cruise like you know Mm -hmm. like courtroom scenes but it was just a little more subdued kind of a kind of a softer theme Mm -hmm.
0: uh and that is of course the end of the pledge allegiance isn't it yes with liberty and justice for all Mm -hmm. for all even including people who come to this country as immigrants and who are in ESL english as a second language mm-hmm. well i loved that this gave castle such a fun opportunity to play yes.
2: the <laughs> french canadian the french canadian
0: oh my goodness how fun was that
2: it's like nathan you're from the other side of canada oh my gosh fun fun fun
0: all right well uh in our cold open on the show we see we're in a zoo Mm -hmm. And, um, man, I don't know if you've noticed, right at the very top of the show, they did a really super cool kind of cityscape of New York. And um, I just really enjoy whatever cameraman and crew people went out to New York. And it looks to me like they were flying around in a helicopter and got all these groovy, gorgeous, like top of the building, super modern shots of New York. Those are gorgeous
2: yeah and you totally forget that the show is filmed in a studio in LA (laughs) that it is
0: yes right in Hollywood that's right um, although, as we will see towards the yes. end of the episode, next week
2: the show's going to
0: Hollywood. Were you excited? Yes,
2: because we'll actually be in Hollywood where the studio is. So yes. th- there'll be a lot more like live shots, sort of, you know, out, you know, in places that we would actually recognize. Yes, that'll be really fun.
0: I know, I'm sure the crew's like, well, this is going to mm. be easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, but in terms of this episode, so we are in the zoo, presumably in New York City, and um, we see a man who I I just felt. Like, I liked this guy, this Eddie Ramirez. He's just no. uh, in the snake, in the reptile area of the zoo at night. He's the night keeper of the animals. He's walking around, um, you know, saying goodnight to the snakes, mm-hmm. and he's kind of practicing a sentence in English. Yeah. Right? So we kind of get, okay, he's learning English, he's taking care of the zoo. And um, when one of the little reptiles got out of his cage and was down on the ground, first of all, a gorgeous mm-hmm. little
2: animal. Yeah, beautiful chameleon there. Yes.
0: Mm. And I, I thought about it later, What? why I thought I like this guy, I think he's mm. a good guy, is because he the way he placed the chameleon back in the cage was very delicate. I don't mm-hmm. know if you noticed that. And I was like, okay, he's a good guy because he's good to the animals. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's how we judge people, right? How do they treat animals? Uh, that's not how I people. judge people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you,
0: but that that's that's huge for me. Um, all right. So then somebody else, though, was was not so lovely because they hit him over the head pretty quickly with what we come to find out was a, a snake hook, something used to uh, move the snakes. So that guy's a goner. Eddie Ramirez hits the floor. Mm. Yes, yeah, and you know it was kind of sad. Yes, um, okay, so uh, it was kind of sad, mm-hmm. and we're getting a note from the booth here. So um, okay, great, excellent, yeah. thank you. Sometimes we get notes, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, from the booth. We we uh, appreciate them helping us uh, make the show <laughs> happen. Um, all right, so. Right from the zoo, then, we go to uh, Castle. Who's ha- He is writer's block.
2: <laughs> yes, I loved that. He's yelling at the cursor. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that cute? It's like, yeah, that was so funny because he's yelling at the computer, and you're like, what is he yelling at? Like, you know, what he's written, you know, he can't write. But, no, it's the cursor itself. That's just so very, I guess, eccentric. I liked it. Man, I sympathize though. I think when you
0: do, when you're trying to get a project done or you're procrastinating on your computer and you're just looking at the cursor, Mm -hmm. I know that feeling like I have no idea what to write. Of course, (laughs) for him it's a bigger deal because he's a novelist. Did you notice that really cool picture behind his head in that scene yes. of that staircase? Mm-hmm. I recognized the picture, but I didn't know what it was from. If anyone knows what picture that is, I believe it's M.C. Escher, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, I thought yeah. Escher too. Really? That's exactly yeah. what I thought. But then I thought I thought Escher's was a drawing, and
2: I thought this was a photograph. Yeah, maybe it is a photograph instead of a drawing. Hmm, I wish
0: we had a picture of it. Yeah, yeah, that was that was cool. If anyone uh, knows answer to that let us know um but it was a fun moment because we got to see him with Beckett and they had a little romantic moment and he said that he called her his muse um, and said that you know he wished they could kind of pretend like stop pretending like they weren't together yeah he has writer's block yes yes Um, at which case Beckett pretty much gets a phone call and we're off to the zoo to the crime scene with Ryan and Espo
2: yes and of course castle wants to sneak a peek at the snakes (laughs) yes (laughs) yes yes. yeah
0: totally fascinating scene especially since eddie ramirez or or who we are not sure yet Mm -hmm. has been confirmed as eddie ramirez his body is in the snake pen Mm. that was gross that was gnarly if you're afraid of snakes you were not liking that scene
2: not really bothered by snakes per se Mm -hmm. but I was just disappointed they didn't do any snakes on a plane type jokes ah (laughs) he would have liked that
0: yeah Um, All right. so so uh Beckett Ryan Espo of course are on the case but Castle can't officially be involved with this case because Mm. he is supposed to be making himself scarce and he and Beckett are not supposed to be working together um but of course that doesn't last very long (laughs) um now, Haley and Alexis um, seem to have teamed up kind of once again, yeah. presenting themselves as teaming up, and uh, they were holding down the fort back at um, Castle's headquarters and also um, kind of encouraging him to, to keep working to find a case that's interesting. Yeah. And he happens to turn on the television and sees that somebody at the zoo has just been murdered in the snake pit, and this looks like a pretty interesting case. So there we go.
2: Yes, castle's and, on it. Yeah, of course, he ran down to the morgue, and that was one of my favorite scenes, where she tries to, like, kiss him and be romantic, and he's like, it's a little creepy when you do it in front of a dead body. Inappropriate. And oh, then my, her yeah, face, so funny. when he said that, <gasps> yeah. her face, facial reaction was so funny.
0: It was almost <sighs> like... Uh, What? I didn't even... I don't even... (laughs) Yeah. How about before that, too? I thought you were going to talk about um, Perlmutter because he... Oh, yeah. Okay, so he thinks that... He really believes in this whole thing that Beckett and Castle aren't together. together. And and he's so excited about it. He's like, yeah, you shouldn't be with him. He's a dork. Do you think he really has a twin brother? Or is it going to be him?
2: Uh, I think he really does. Like, the way he was talking, and I think... I don't know if he's ever mentioned about being married or something but i didn't feel like it was him i just thought it was just so awkward and weird and really fit his character because he is weird and to me it would just make more sense for him to be like my twin brother and this be a real person that he really is trying rather than hitting on beckett because he's never hit on beckett before
0: i it it was funny yeah i thought it was funny like right away like right when he said I'd like to set you up with, you know, someone really nice, like my twin brother. And she was like,
2: uh oh, no, 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 uh, no, I'm just not ready.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a
2: very cute little scene. Oh, and M.M.K. Jerez has answered mm-hmm. our question about the staircase picture. It's oh, from William tell. Curtis Rolfe. It's called Paris Staircase Down View.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. Like one of those tall townhomes in France where people live up... Six or seven floors. Oh, neat! Thank you yeah. so much for sending us that. How cool is that? Uh, definitely, but it, but it was esque. yeah, wasn't it? You and I both thought that that was funny. Okay. All right, cool. So another key um, piece of evidence too was unveiled here because mm-hmm. uh, next to Eddie Ramirez's body, which has now been confirmed as Eddie Ramirez, she uh, she Beckett mm-hmm. found the cell phone and found this text message. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he was sent that was very kind of cryptic and in bad english but basically said i'm gonna kill you i'm getting revenge on you
2: see and to me i it didn't even think immigrant learning english when i read that text i just thought you know some young person <laughs> you, did? you know how we you know my generation due to texting has been you know losing and losing their english skills so that was <laughs> funny i was like i didn't even think of somebody trying to learn english <laughs> uh, that's hilarious yeah.
0: You just thought it was sort of like, like, like gangster. Yeah, yeah just kind of gangster text. Yeah. and They could have thrown, thrown like an emoji in there or something, <laughs> yes. like a little knife or something.
2: Yeah, I mean, Alexis did, like, you know, encrypt the emojis before. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. We loved that. That was cool. That was cool. Hey, we kind of saw more high tech. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, they're really incorporating high tech mm-hmm. when they were talking back and forth on the screens. We'll get to that later. Yes. Did you note know that? Yeah. Like, um, now that we're on this, like, Castle's definitely trying to um, incorporate technology into their episode. Episodes, which I think is pretty cool. Um, all right, well, to Castle, he responds to this right away because he's like, well, I'm kind of an expert with language, and so I can kind of help you to um recognize the patterning the, the the way this person wrote this well, if it comes to that so yeah. that was interesting yeah
2: and he really is um nathan went to college to be an english teacher mm-hmm. so that's a really a fun way to tie in like his actual education so and that's mm-hmm. why he's so good at being castle as a writer and a lot of this makes sense because both of his parents were english teachers so right he went to follow in their footsteps but then became an actor <laughs>
0: Boy, we didn't see.
2: Yeah. We didn't see. Speaking of parents, yeah. we didn't see
0: enough Martha in this episode. Yeah, I
2: know. Briefly, at the, in you know the party and everything, but yeah. I think that was it.
0: And that was a nice scene, by the way. Yes, that was kind of the the heart of the episode. Um, okay, so uh, now back to Ryan, Espo, and Beckett, and um, they uncover right away that our victim Eddie Ramirez mm-hmm. had ten grand in his apartment. So right away, it's like, whoa, okay, this Mm -hmm. guy was involved in something, and they also um, identify the English as a second language class that he was part of. And also the fact that the text was sent at the same time the English as a second language class was happening, and Eddie hadn't been there. So there's like a bunch of uh, pieces of the puzzle that get thrown at us right away. All right. So, obviously, Castle is the one who's going to... (laughs) Go
2: undercover. Go undercover. (laughs) Because
0: Ryan Inespo... And I thought this was really believable, actually. Ryan Inespo said, these are all people who've just come to the U.S. And the English teacher uh, said, my students aren't going to trust you guys, you cops, because these are all folks from third-world countries and they don't trust cops
2: yeah exactly. So good luck with that well that was a good way to give um, castle something to do to be involved in the case still and we get to see Nathan have a pretend French-Canadian accent which is sexy by the way oh it was <laughs> so
0: so cute and he really sold it well Um he he did it very well did
2: you have any feelings about the uh, guy who played the teacher the teacher right away? Yes, and I just now what you got? found this out. It was J.D. Walsh, and mm-hmm. he's literally been in every TV show known to man. He's been on Two and a Half Men, Franklin and Bash, Bones, pretty much all of it. That's why it was driving me crazy ah. to figure out who this guy was. And so I suspected him at first, and just like several of our viewers said the same thing, but, you know, he seemed sketchy.
0: I suspected him first because he was so innocent. I just thought, this guy's too nice that he's going to be tied into this somehow, but I didn't know how. So it's funny. You you and I both had that instinct.
2: He just seems squirrely. Yeah, squirrely. Mm. That's a good adjective.
0: All right, so, um, by the way... uh, Nathan's character and, and good thing he got called by Becca to be part of this because yes. he had writer's block bad do you remember the little scene with him <laughs> the on the drums drums
2: yes He's he was like, really bored yeah he was
0: so so bored luckily Beckett called him and said alright we need ya um, so Jean-Luc Jean-Luc was the Canadian <laughs>
2: from, from Quebec character yes
0: yes And I loved it when uh, all the students were in there, and they said, and uh, the teacher said, Mr. Emerson, what do you do, you know, for a job? Uh, I'm a chef.
2: And everyone was, like, (laughs) delighted.
0: That was a cute moment. Um... Okay. So now we're being introduced to all these students. And to me, I was like immediately thinking, okay, who do we be suspicious of? Weren't you kind of scanning the room for like, okay, who's going to be involved in this?
2: Yes. Cause that's the thing is like when you get a room full of people, like a classroom or an office building, you don't know it's going to be somebody in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally.
0: Um, And of course, I immediately am thinking that the women all seem kind of nice right away. So I Mm -hmm. thought, oh, I don't think it's going to be any of the women. It was hard to kind of start to deduce who was going to be involved. Um, Well, the first guy that Nathan... Thought was suspicious was this guy mm. Alistair, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. who had the craziest accent ever? Mm-hmm. Isn't that wild that there's there's a, a Newcastle accent, a Jordy yes. from Newcastle? Isn't it crazy that there's English speaking accents that are completely like inaudible to most English speakers?
2: Yeah, I mean, it is really interesting because English, you know, was spread out throughout the world. Um, it is hard for just like, I mean, Canadian accents are different. They speak English and, you know, the British accent. There's so South African, so mm-hmm. many different ones. But yeah, like to hear like a Jordani Newcastle. I mean, I never even thought of that.
0: That was that was some thick business. I, and it was it was it was made for some very fun comedy because every time he start to talk like Ryan and Esper like, Oh wow, we're not gonna be able to interview this guy mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. Um so I was kinda I was kinda surprised too because from the walk around that Castle did in the in the room, remember that was there was like a tall, dark haired guy at the very end who kinda bumped into Castle. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's the guy who's suspicious. So when they called in Alistair, I was like, Oh, mm, yeah. It's not him. But he had stolen the test, so he could kind of tell that he conjugated English incorrectly in the same way. Right? That's how he linked Alistair to the text. Okay, very good. All right, well, Vikram um, is helping out. We see him in this episode. And and it, it
2: was fun. So Krish Bala. Yeah. And it's so funny because he's also running an AT&T commercial now that you probably even saw in a commercial break. Oh, I did. Uh, for the show. Yeah. And it was so funny. I was like, hey. And then he makes a joke about a network. And I'm like, he should have said AT&T network. It would have been so funny. Oh, my gosh. what's he doing in the AT&T commercial? I didn't even notice. Yeah. Um, I guess it's just the one they have running now, you know, with the, the usual, you know, AT&T help girl. He's, you know, one of her customers. So. Oh, wow. Good so for it's him. Funny. I'm like, hey, it's Vikram." Mm-hmm. All right. There
0: he is. He's all over the place. Um, all right. And so he helps. Um, he comes up. He, he was like really sassy. What did he say? I couldn't hear the line exactly, but he was like, who's the sexiest? Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm trying to think. Who's the sexiest agent or something yes. like that? And
0: <laughs> Espo's like, dude, yeah, I'm not saying you're sexy anything. Don't even, you're not going to get that out of me. <laughs> That was cute, though, it was very playful. All right, so he puts his finger on these folks, uh, the Zildona brothers, hmm. and they have this club called the Zildona Club. And um, this opens up a whole can of worms. So the 12th Precinct goes down to this, uh, what looks like a nightclub, and confronts <laughs> these two brothers who are a mess. Yes. They're like, oh, we just got into, what did they say, what kind of accident? A tree. What? Yeah. what were
2: they doing? It was something to do Gar- with the tree. Yeah, it's- I don't I
0: didn't even know. But it's like okay. Obviously, you mm-hmm. guys are caught up in this this mess. Um, but as it turns out, so they had been employing um, a few of the students from the ESL class, or at least uh, one student, Ida. And they were kind of scamming her because because she wasn't an American citizen. They're like, yeah, you can work here, but we're going to take 30% of your paycheck. So we start to find out that our victim, Eddie Ramirez, is actually
2: a good guy. Yeah, that he was helping the other uh, people in the class to try and get their citizenship, you know, because that's, you know, what they're there for. But obviously we find out later, you know, someone in the class was taking advantage of all these people. And pushing them towards this, to, because he made money off the top of it.
0: Yes. What did you think of that moment when uh, Beckett had to get some water? <laughs> kind of like I do now, because I have a cold. Right here. She went over to the bar yes. in this old club and got uh, all the
2: info. Yes. You know, and that's the thing, is Beckett can just do things that um, Crockett and Tubbs, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Ryan and Espo can't do, Right.
1: <laughs>
0: Totally, the sneaky. I wonder how how often that happens as a real cop, like when you're going to interview yeah. somebody and you end up talking to someone on the side mm-hmm. and getting like more information. Right? Yeah,
2: and you know, with Beckett, she doesn't look like a cop, so mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's the thing. Is Ryan and Espo? I mean, I guess you know, Espo would do great in a gay bar. They would love him. Oh, but,
0: you know. <laughs> I'm sure he would love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. No, he yeah, he's cutie. Well, so is Ryan. Yeah, yeah, Ryan. Yeah,
2: the, he fits yep. in the Irish mob. But yeah, you got you got to know your scene. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I do think though there is this lady advantage sometimes yes. to getting information um, that Beckett probably you know would benefit from. Um, that sometimes people find you less threatening. Yeah, you know, and also they kind of want to do you a favor because they think you're nice and cute.
2: Yay, and they're like, hot girl, all right. Yeah,
0: (laughs) right, exactly. So she did. She got a little side information right there that was very effective. Um, Okay. So, yeah, so Ida um, was from Senegal, by Mm -hmm. the way, Um, and she wants to be a painter, and we started just kind of get, like, the story. We kind of, like, link into the heart behind this episode, and that is that... Here's some people who are kind of vulnerable. They're in this country for the first time. They don't have great language. They're trying to establish themselves. And they made a really mm-hmm. interesting point in that scene where they were in the twelfth precinct, and they were kind of they had the students on the board, and they were like, "Well, this guy was a lawyer back in his country, and now mm-hmm. he runs a pretzel stand. Or, you know what I mean? They were mm-hmm. they kind of laid out and it kind of helped paint the picture in my imagination of oh yeah I guess that that would be what it's like you know if you come here you kind of got to start over
2: yeah potentially and that is a lot of it because I have friends that are immigrants and yeah they may have had like degrees in other countries or were doctors and stuff but their um you know licenses and things aren't good here and even some right. of their degrees and it's just so odd especially considering it's not like America's like the top rated education country well, no, yeah.
0: no, we're not at this point, but we're number one in a lot of things.
2: Yeah, reality TV shows. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> and we make darn good hamburgers, I'd like to say. Um, all right, so uh, Marco Sutter comes up. All right, this is where things start to get really hairy. So, another um, student we find out about is this gal, Anita Rodriguez. <laughs> Okay, we find out about her. I think Vic, Vikram finds her actually in a jail in Texas. So we start to see that there is a pattern in this classroom, in mm-hmm. the ESL classroom. And that is that students who have either been caught up in some kind of activity with Eddie or caught up in this guy, Marco Sutter, who's kind of a, a, a scammer and a total criminal because we find out he has a major record. Okay, so Anita Rodriguez has disappeared and is now in a jail in Texas we find out she had been in the ESL classroom and in her apartment they got prints the 12th precinct went and did prints and they they trace it to this guy Marco Sutter who's bad Mm -hmm. to the bone Alright, so now we got a little closer. So Ryan and Espo go after him, and tell me what you thought was going to happen in that scene in the alleyway. Because I thought it was, I didn't know what was going to happen. It was kind of scary.
2: Yeah, I kind of thought there'd be more of a shootout, but obviously um, the FBI steps in, and then that's when they get their lovable nicknames, Crockett and Tubbs, Miami Vice style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, Alright, so this... Yeah. this this FBI guy, mm-hmm. Agent Napier, yeah, not nice. Not, not at liking first, yeah. the twelve <laughs> Precinct. No, yeah. no, that was interesting. He's definitely, uh, which I guess you know happens, right, between
2: the law enforcement agencies. agencies and yeah. yeah,
0: and 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 local police. Um, but he's he's not having Beckett on this case at all. So basically, but she did a good job
2: of standing her ground. Oh, yeah. Beckett always does. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, she even worked for the feds before herself. So the thing is, is she doesn't play. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing with our girl,
0: yeah. our girl Beckett. So she kind of leaves it on a, a neutral, uh, leaves it neutral with the FBI guy and just realizes, says to Ryan and us, "But guys, we're not going to like back, back down from this, but we're just going to tiptoe lightly because we don't know exactly what's happening here. Um and one good way she thought of, of tiptoeing lightly was to send someone who's not in the 12th precinct oh. in to do a little mission for
2: her and that was <laughs> castle yes and not just castle <laughs> No, yeah, Haley. exactly. Haley. And with an even more fun accent than her already, you know, pretty one. That's what I liked, is she was able to do another voice and, you know, really kind of have a fun time with Castle. Oh,
0: my gosh. We yeah. totally skipped over the fact. Yeah.
2: Three accents for her. Yeah.
0: For Tokes in this episode, Haley. Uh, by the way, fans, next mm-hmm. week we are going to have the lovely Tox Olagundeye mm-hmm. in our studio. She will be joining us, the lovely actress who plays Haley, uh, joining Lucretia and I for the recap. So, please tune in and send us your questions, anything you'd like to know about her. Um, or the show for that matter, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'll be groovy. Um, because we skipped over the mm-hmm. fact that she translated that Newcastle accent. Yes. Yes. That was fun. I did not, however, feel very comfortable with this situation with her in the hallway with Castle and Ms. Judge. I just thought it was bad.
2: Yeah, I thought, because you know Castle loves to play and get involved in all this, so I knew that this was all planned and that he just wanted this to be so, um, I guess dramatic and over the top to get this guy to, you know, spill, but he could have easily gone so many other ways than by having her shoot him. Shoot but was
0: him? funny. I was like, oh, that's a good idea. What, presumably, he obviously had a bulletproof vest on. Yes. And she was pretending to be Eddie's wife, like, like, angry wife, Eddie the victim, assuming that the judge had something to do with Eddie's death, mm-hmm. um, it kind of went awry. The whole thing kind of <laughs> went awry, the judge walked out.
2: Yes, you know, as like most Ugh. of Castle's plans, they never go 100% Ugh. correctly, right? That was not ba- not good, not good.
0: Um, okay, so uh, now it kind of comes down to, in the end, kind of a a bit of a triangle. Hmm. Right. We have this judge, uh, judge, judge Caldwell, who uh, what was happening is he was kind of in cahoots uh, um, with Marco Sutter. Mm-hmm. So my, Marco Sutter would extort these immigrants, kind of get mm-hmm. money off them. And when he couldn't anymore or he f- decided it was time, he would have the judge prosecute them. The judge then was getting a kickback mm-hmm. from a prison in Texas.
2: Yeah. And that to was send them there that was interesting and then it's like okay so obviously you got these two but how do you get the info on these immigrants so they had to know that there was another person involved there was no way it was just the two of them because you know you got to have your supplier
0: okay Mm -hmm. very true which which leads us to the final the the final person so before we get to that i i just i was just fascinated this by Mm. this idea it always really really bothers me um, the idea that there would be um, a dirty judge. Yeah. Well, something I- about the just you know the justice system in particular. I mean, I know occasionally there's, you know politicians who take bribes. I know mm-hmm. occasionally there are um, bad cops, cops that take bribes. Um, but the idea is something about a judge you just think they're almost invincible like they yeah would they never need to be do that. judge
2: Judy and she you know <gasps> if we ever heard that judge Judy did something like that the world would just crumble. No judge Judy yeah. would kick their butt I know and that's the thing is they need to have her on castle to start getting because this isn't our first bad judge. We've had a few. wouldn't that be good? Yeah
0: no she she really represents judges.
2: yes yes. I've had some great judges. Have you ever done jury duty? No, actually, I'm pretty lucky. Knock on wood here what? that I have never had to do jury duty. How come I've gotten that letter five times? I don't know. Like I wouldn't. I never get picked for mock juries either. Um, probably because I put like insane things on there to get out of it.
0: <laughs> I, I think there's there's something really powerful about a good judge. Mm-hmm. Like even when you go turn up for jury duty and you're so angry that you're there, you're just like anything I can do to get out of this. That a judge with personality and they kind of convey like. Hey, you guys, I know you don't want to be here, but this is an amazing privilege and we're all Americans. And, you know, you just start to feel like I am so going to do
2: my duty and be (laughs) here and serve. That's happened to me every time I've done jury duty. So That's so funny. Um, Well, I've never done jury duty, but I have been in a courtroom. Luckily, Mm -hmm. never for myself. But one time I was there with my younger brother and he was maybe 13 at the time. And he was having to go before the judge about his fine for running his head into the soda machine at school and breaking this. So, so it was like so much money. And the judge, wow. so this is my experience, said, son, in all my years on this bench, I've never heard of something so stupid. So the entire courtroom laughed because like, it's a courtroom full of boys like himself. <laughs> it was like a juvie trial. He had to go before a judge for yeah. putting his head in the vending machine? <laughs> yes. So Wow. That's, well, I'm from uh, Tyler, Texas. It's not It's oh, okay. not that small, but it's not that big. But so they yeah, had, they had yeah, time they had, for that. They had
0: time in the courtroom. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Boy, I, we used to, um, I'm lucky mm-hmm. that I never got thrown in front of a judge. At boarding school, I went to a, 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 a performing arts high school. And yeah. we used to um, get four or five girls and we would tip the vending machines <laughs> and get, um, I just remember specifically wanting to get Hostess donuts out of the vending oh, machines. No. But we would get free food out of the vending machines. So um, that's a little confession right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, anywho, yeah, so judges. Interesting. Was your brother, your brother didn't get a record for that, did he?
2: No. Luckily, you know, yeah, knock on wood, he doesn't have an adult record. And okay. his Juvie record is just mild stuff like that. Okay. Tickets. Mm-hmm.
0: And your record's clean. Oh, uh, of so. course. Okay, yeah. good. So, I'm the smart one. Guys, here at After Buzz <laughs> uh, TV Castle, <laughs> we are bringing you this show entirely crime free. <laughs> right on. Right on. <laughs> I didn't say crime free. I said I don't have a record.
1: Ah!
0: <laughs> I'm just saying I didn't get yeah. caught. Oh boy. Yep. <clears throat> Isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, all right. Uh, we didn't even mention this guy Alonzo Sanchez, who uh, flew in to flew in to kind of distract the whole yes. storyline. <laughs> 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 flew in from. Uh, El Salvador. Well, you know what he pointed out mm. was the fact that um although it appeared that Eddie Ramirez may have been like a dirty cop in his former country, El Salvador, what we really come to find is that Eddie was a good guy. Yeah. And that was my point with the way he put the reptile in the cage. And See, you were right it all, all along
2: comes back. Just like we thought the teacher was squirrely. He was good. Ha. You know? So, Mr. Emerson, boom! Mm-hmm. There's our guy, yeah. huh? Do you still have that actor's
0: profile up? Because, gosh, both Lucretia and I recognize that guy. Did yeah. everyone else feel that
2: way? We're just like we know that actor because he's been in like everything. His name is JD Walsh, but yeah, I mean JD. You know, you like Franklin and Bash. That was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And then you had, um, you know, Bones, smart guy. He was a regular on that one. I guess Bones just got renewed for another season. Yes, for the final one. Mm -hmm. Jeez. They've been on TV a long time. Yeah, almost. Like, Castle came out just right after, so.
0: Yay, Castle! All right, well, uh, just a fun note. This uh, episode was written by Castle writers Robert Bella and Adam Frost. Good job. Good job. Good job. That was a good episode. Yeah, did you enjoy I did it?
2: too. And uh, several people have mentioned, like Boo sixty nine bs and Tracy D, uh, talking about how we don't need to forget Castles flashbacks. Oh <gasps> uh, yeah, I know. I was like, it's four hundred dollar order of uh, Chinese food, or you know, wound up being a mix, like because he had you know Korean, and then yes, no. amazingly awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much because we're obviously yeah. heading yeah. back to that storyline, you guys.
0: Presumably it was kimchi that he had, which is good, by oh, the way. I love kimchi. Yeah, me too. So that was totally fascinating. He took a bite of the kimchi in the, the ESL class, and he immediately had flashbacks kind of in restaurant, mm-hmm. in a room, and then this temple. Mm-hmm. Yes, a temple that he remembered seeing, which he located online, showed it to Becca, and said, I saw this temple, like there's something about this.
2: Um, are we going to see that addressed in the next episode? I believe so, because that's why he's coming to Hollywood. Because it was not actually in Korea. It was in Koreatown here in L.A
0: yes and it was good because Beckett kind of talked him down He's, she's like you don't know enough yet you're not going to Korea although that would have been fun yeah. too. Um, but in fact it is Koreatown um, I so, just hope
2: he goes to the Korean spa because then we can get some shirtless castle <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh my gosh like I say I've never been to Koreatown and not taken my clothes off <laughs> <laughs> say who? oh yeah um, let's see I the Olympic spa here in
0: Koreatown is famous yeah, yeah, it's lovely. You can go very inexpensively, and uh, nothing, nothing inappropriate, guys. It's it's really like a health spot. It's just a culture it's wonderful. thing.
2: Yeah, no, hot it's totally saunas, cool. Hot, you know, tubs, and you just drop you. Just, Fully go nude in a room
0: with you know 30 other people. Yeah, It's you know women, men separated. You get scrubbed down have you been scrubbed
2: down oh, there? Oh yeah um, They will yeah, the Korean body scrub. you I, uh, I liken it to a scene in Evil Dead which I won't mention this is a family show but yeah that's what a Korean body scrub is oh, like. Oh
0: those ladies of. are not messing yeah. and they just tell you <laughs> what to do and then they throw you in the the, the cold shower and say wash off Yeah. Oh not, they don't bathe you messing.
2: there? At T-Con they bathe you Mm. wash your hair and everything <gasps> wouldn't that be neat to have your hair washed that's like the ultimate luxury yeah Isn't i it? like being bathed by an old korean woman i'm not afraid to admit it <laughs> uh.
0: yes so wonderful all right well that's going to be a fun episode thank oh, you yeah. for pointing out that we totally skipped over i totally skipped over that whole storyline uh because we do we we still have these um is it is it eight weeks the castle doesn't remember is it eight weeks? Yeah, it was quite a big chunk of time. I don't know eight weeks. ago. Yeah. we we still have this whole mystery. I mean, he got nailed in that courtroom episode a couple yeah. episodes ago when because he still can't remember what in the heck happened to him.
2: Yeah, and I kind of wondered when they brought that up, they were gonna actually explain it because I know that's what mm-hmm. been fans have been wondering, like why hasn't that been explained yet? Yeah, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. exactly right. So we know he was in Thailand, presumably.
0: We think we're going to right. We know he we are going to Koreatown now. Yes, and we know there was he was found on this boat. Mm-hmm. So, so the pieces are coming together. Well, that could be several episodes wrapping up that storyline, don't you think? Yeah, I, I think it'll definitely like be more than one. Issue. Yeah, and we should probably, uh, you know, at some point get to the uh, get to the castle Beckett unification. Yeah, when where everybody knows what's around. going on. Yeah. But I guess that won't really happen, probably, until she resolves Locksat.
2: Yes, and uh, I guess they've they've got so much they need to wrap up. (laughs) Yeah, they do. We've got Locksat, we've got Castle's memory loss, we have their relationship, you know, that whole, you know, when can they tell people, because they're already back together, so it's sort of wrapped up, but, you know, we have so much going on. It's
0: nice to see them together. (sighs) Um, Yeah, and you know, we're in episode 13, so we're about halfway through the season, so Hey, those are some pretty big subject matters to tackle. Um, I loved seeing that Kate Woods was the director of this episode. Aren't a whole lot of female TV directors in this town. So when they're working, I'd like to give them a shout out.
2: Oh, no, and Castle, um, I believe she's directed episodes before as well as um, they've had other females come in and direct. So it's a very feminist show. Yeah, they're 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 a very inclusive set, I think. Um,
0: and uh, hey, did you catch um, Stana Katic on the red carpet at the Independent Spirit Awards on Saturday, day um, before the Oscars? She got a lot of press.
2: No, I actually, my grandma turned seventy five that day, so <gasps> I was planning a big party. So oh, <laughs> yeah. did she really? Yeah. How was the party? It was fun. I basically was only in Texas for forty eight hours, so it was hard. I was very jet lagged, you know, for the Oscars on Sunday, and I had to be here. But yeah, it was really nice, you know, throwing my grandma a big birthday party. Uh, what's your grandma's name? <laughs> um, Jean. That's Happy birthday, Jean. <laughs>
0: That's my <laughs> middle you. name.
2: Is what, your, Jennifer Jean, what's her first name? Reba. She, she'll <gasps> kill me now. Reba but, Jean, yeah. <laughs> Reba I'm the only Jean. one without a country name. <laughs> what's your middle name, Lucretia? Danielle, like Danielle the Lucretia Danielle. Danielle. Those are all some
0: beautiful mm-hmm. Texas names. <laughs> Uh, We'd like to know your middle names. That's a little shout out to all our fans. You guys, thank you so much for joining us here on the AfterBuzz TV Castle After Show. Mm -hmm. Thanks for writing on the message boards as well. I'm J2 Snyder. Thank you so much for sending us messages during the week. Lucretia and I really appreciate the heads up. Any kind of Stana... Any kind of Nathan, any castle updates or news, we love hearing from you. Thank you for joining us. Lucretia, where can they find you?
2: Of course, you guys can find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N, anywhere on the internet. And also this Saturday at the World Famous Comedy Store. I'll have a show at 7.30 called Bitch. Are you doing stand-up at the Comedy Store? Yeah. You're kidding.
0: That's fantastic. Bitch, where'd you get that title?
2: Uh, well, luckily, it's a long-going show uh, that apparently I'm a really good fit for, so <laughs> I wonder what that means. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Break a leg, thank and you. you're going to tell us how it went next week, Alrighty. all right? Love you guys.
0: Keep watching Castle, and keep joining us here at AfterBuzz TV. Mwah!
1: From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network.